Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So everyone, welcome back to the Zika Health Show. This is fitness, nutrition, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And guess who I have for you today? Someone I've been trying to get on this show feels like forever. <laughs> and finally, she's here. And it's health strategist, Claudine. I still don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I'm going to leave that alone. And she can pronounce <laughs> it if she wants to. But I don't want to butcher her, and she never comes back on my show again. Um, so... We're going to get into some awesome, awesome things. I'm talking about hormones, pregnancy, stress, inflammation, and just so much more. So grab your healthy snack, grab your client kind bar, or whatever tickles your fancy, and get ready for this interview. But let me quickly read one of my five-star Apple reviews of the week. This is from, I might be butchering this. Let me just say the letters. F-U-F. J-H-G-J-G. Can't even say that right. <laughs> Titled, Razor Sharp, Brilliant. I am so grateful for the breadth of information, interviews, and guidance. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And if you or anyone get good content out of this podcast, go to Apple, rate your boy five stars, let the world know this show is Awesome. And with that being said, health strategist Claudine, yeah. how are you doing today? I am feeling amazing. Amazing. How are you? I am doing awesome. Had a great start to my morning today, which basically sets me up for the rest of the day. So oh, yeah, that's I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. Tell me about your qualifications. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically now I use the, uh, I go under the title of a health strategist for women. And the reason being is I graduated from McGill University back in Canada in 2007 as a nutritionist. Um, so where I live, we do have the title of nutritionist dietitian. And I practiced under that title until about two years ago uh, when I decided to quit my professional order. And so now I'm not allowed to use that title despite the same qualifications um, simply because I decided to, you know, under, undertake a new journey in my career um, to fully embrace, embrace all of my passions, not just nutrition. So basically since 2007 and seven, I have coached and supported my clients um, through their health journey, but you know, it's never just about nutrition. <laughs> There's always so many other factors to undertake, uh, whether they're physical, emotional, psychological. And so, I mean, I don't, I don't pretend to be a psychologist or therapist, like, don't get me wrong, but um, you need some motivational skills, I think, to support these, these clients through their health journey. And so I just decided to embrace fully um, um, those different aspects, um, nutrition, sleep, uh, quality as well and stress management so those are my three pillars under which I work with my clients and uh, this is why I decided to um, introduce myself as a health strategist because I couldn't find a better uh, word or title to describe it 
So that's basically what I do. And throughout the years, basically, I have developed a specialty with hormones because I've worked with amazing doctors, um, endocrinologists back in the days at the Montreal Children. And I just decided to um, go for it and, and fully embrace that passion as well. And uh, so now I specialize with um, the feminine hormones and I help women really understand better their body, their cycle and, and you know, embody the leader, the, the feminist in them. You know what I mean? Perfect. And you know what? I actually love that title, health strategist. I've never heard it before, never had it heard it used before, but I think it's perfect. It really is perfect, right? Um, that when I look at my approach with my clients, for example, when I, whenever I do an assessment and I always tell them, I say, look, if you're looking for somebody to bring you to the gym and work you out, I'm not your guy. You, mm -hmm. can, you can work out with me. I will do in-person training, but if that's all that you want to do, you're basically wasting your time, wasting your money if, with me. My, what I bring to you is everything outside of the gym. Now you're talking about hormones. You're talking about sleep, talking about inflammation. You're talking about your mindset, talking about motivation. Because we have to remember that if we only, let's say we work an hour a day, which most people don't, right? But an hour yeah. or so a day. That's still less than 10% of your day, really. Yeah. So I always ask people, which has a larger impact? That 10%, potentially 15, or the, let's say the 85 to 90%. Right. And when I tell people that, it starts to blow their mind. So it goes into everything that you are talking about, which we're going to get into this show. And I want to add on to that about, and I mentioned this on one of my most recent interviews as well. When we talk about hormones, we tend to talk about women. And we say, you know, and I've actually had talked to females before that says, no, I'm hormonal because I'm a woman. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but um, females, you don't have the trademark on hormones. We all have hormones. The problem is that w men tend to ignore it and try to act like they don't have hormones. Do you not have cortisol? Do you not have insulin? Guess what? You also have estrogen and testosterone. You have so many. You have the same hormones women have. It's just that their biological makeup, they may respond to it differently. And men tend to ignore their hormones. Think about when I look at studies of why women live longer than men is because more, more women are in tune with their hormones right. versus more men who, who just ignore it because we're stubborn and no woman, no, 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 sorry, wrong word. I'm looking for a quote, but it comes back to me later. But we're <laughs> stubborn and we're stuck in our own ways. So I want to, so for men, this is also a good episode for you, for yourself. And also if you're in a relationship or you're married, for you to really understand <laughs> the woman you're with, trust me. This is an awesome, awesome episode. Absolutely. And you know, like the program that I launched um, about a year ago, yes, I mean, I work with women because I think there's such a big demand on, you know, women are better understanding their hormones and everything. And you're absolutely right. I use the term feminine hormones, knowing that men do possess the same, these same hormones. I think the way they fluctuate in time is so different and that's the big gap in between men and women and this is why men and women don't function the same right but um i mean men do have their feminine side as well and uh they don't have to always be in their ego and as a matter of fact highly successful men are the ones that do embrace their feminine side and feminine energy and understand the power behind it and so this is also something that we talk um, a lot with my clients 
and it helps in their relationship. It definitely, definitely helps the dynamic in their relationship. So I agree and support what you're saying. <laughs> I'm 100 percent testosterone. I have no oh, idea what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there's research that shows that. Ego that kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's research that shows that um, part of the reason why men may have a shorter lifespan is because of the excess testosterone because of how much pressure it puts on your body. Oh, yeah. um, so again, men and women, stay tuned and take a listen to this. And this yeah. is the perfect bridge too, because yeah. the next question is, uh, what are some signs and symptoms of poor hormonal health? That's a great question. I mean, the first sign of hormonal imbalance is when you don't feel right. You know something isn't right. That's always what I tell my clients, whether it looks good or not on paper, if you don't feel right, if you feel something is off, there is something to investigate here. And that's the first thing. So intuition is a big thing. The problem is most of us, whether we're a man or woman, we're completely disconnected with our intuition because we're so into the fast paced life and performance and ego and, you know very masculine energy and don't get me wrong there's pros of having that masculine energy however it brings a lot of disconnection if there's no feminine energy um, blended into it so the first thing is really you know something is off with you you know you're not on your ex you know something is not right um, after that, obviously, when you see that you kind of lose control over your health, you're not sleeping as good, uh, you're more moody, uh, if you your skin changes, your body's talking to you. Also, your poop is different. You know, this is this is so common. You know, you're the gut guy. And you know that poop talks so well and so loud about your internal health, but it speaks about your hormonal health as well. So if your digestion is off, if you're not, you know, tolerating food the way you used to, if um, you're sweating more, if your skin looks different, uh, anything that is symptomatic um, externally, something's going on internally for sure. And usually it's your hormonal system that's talking to you. So I would say for both men and women, those are, are the biggest sign, like your major uh, your biggest organ, you know, that it's skin, right? And skin talks a lot. So that's one thing. But then it's more behavioral, your sleep, your mood, your um, um, stress, like the, your capacity to react to stress as well. Um, so yeah, those are our major signs of hormonal imbalance. Awesome. That's so true. And I love the way you break it down. I've interviewed so many people on this show in the past six months. And you're the first person that really starts off by saying intuition. It starts <laughs> with intuition. I absolutely love that. Because in today's society, right, mm -hmm. we are so hormonal imbalances is similar to gut issues. Mm -hmm. It's the norm. Oh, yeah. So we don't know the difference. We, we feel off, but we think it's because we had a bad day. Right. Or we feel off. And we, we just feel like, oh, that's just, that's just, I have a lot of stuff going on or whatever, right? right? Not realizing all the other problems that it carries along with it. So I love the fact that you said it starts with intuition. If you, let's take sleep. I'm just going to break that down just a little bit. 
if you're not falling asleep at night, it's a hormonal issue. You know why? Because your melatonin is not high enough at night and your cortisol is not high enough in the morning. See, some people say, well, I thought cortisol was bad. No, cortisol is a neurotransmitter and also a hormone. We, we get, it gets bastardized by people on Instagram who have no clue what they're talking about. Mm. But it's really an important part of what your body needs, but it's about using it when you need to use it. You ever, I've been watching Shark Week, right? Well, it's over now, but I was, oh, it was more like Shark Month. But as you see the sharks, they're never going very fast. They swim all the time, but they go very slowly. And when they see a prey, they attack, right? Right. That, that's how we need to think about it. You don't need to constantly go, 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 putting all that stress on your body, putting all the stress on your organs. Your body thinks you're in danger consistently with shortening your lifespan, high cortisol, but you, it kicks in when you need it, right? So that's right. a hormonal balance or a lack of a hormonal, hormonal balance that screws up her sleep because I used to do cardio at night and couldn't fall asleep. Like do cardio at seven, eight o'clock. And I couldn't fall asleep, and I never figured out why. Why? Because my cortisol is too high at exactly. 10 o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You were like, hey, what's up? What's next? What's, you know, what, what are we doing next? You're so And to top it off, <clears throat> that's all I meant to add to that. To top it off, I used to watch TV at night. So oh. I'll come in, I'm, ex I'm super, body super excited to say dinner, then I'm watching TV, and I fall asleep at 2 o'clock. I have to get up at work at 6 o'clock in the morning. Just think about how that worked out. Exactly, especially if you're walking, if you're watching that shark show. <laughs> exactly, that should relax me. All triggers. <laughs> that should relaxes me actually. I'm, I'm oh, one okay. of those weird people. <laughs> but you know, um, and this is why I'm talking about intuition because cortisol imbalance is the number one thing that makes you completely disconnected from your intuition, and it also blurs the signal, you know, the gut is basically our first brain. We feel everything through our gut and we underestimate the power of a healthy gut. We don't pay attention to the food that we eat. We eat highly processed, refined sugar. We eat foods that are not aligned with our hormonal profiles. And we just, you know, take it for granted. But if you start listening to what your gut is talking and is saying to you, you realize how blurred the signals are. And when you start working on your cortisol level, then you just feel everything much better. You know, you feel better in so many different ways. And this is when you can hear what your body's saying to you, basically. Uh, I love gut health. Like everything that is aligned with optimizing gut health, I think is just, it changes lives like really major, in a major way. It really does. Every disease in the world that I can think of, right? Stems from it's, it's exactly stems from oh. gut inflammation. Mm -hmm. Everything. I'm gonna dare to say COVID nineteen. What does everybody that's been hospitalized? What do they have in common? Inflammation, primarily gut inflammation. Absolutely. It's it's this what happens now. If you do get COVID nineteen, you're going to have inflammation because that's what the virus does. It causes inflammation. Um, any disease causes excess inflammation. However, the difference is your body's ability to respond to that inflammation, and that's where having a healthy immune system comes into place. A lot of people don't know this, but it's 90 or 95%, I have to look it up, it's really high, of your immune system resides in your gut, 90 to 95%. 100%. Zico, did you know that women are more at risk of developing 
autoimmune diseases because of the way we perceive stress compared to men. And this is I've heard why, that, yes. And this is why women are more at risk of developing gut-related inflammatory diseases like Crohn's and colitis and celiac. Uh, Hashimoto, you know, that everything that's related with inflammation to your thyroid gland because of the way we perceive stress. And it all stems from there. The gut health in relation with hormonals, uh, hormonal imbalances, often, you know, caused by inflammation. So it's crazy how important it is to look and address um, our gut health. This is, is so important. And you said the way they perceive stress, yep. right? Yeah. So I wasn't trying to ask this, but I want you to break that down a little bit more. Because I think yes. that's very important. Absolutely. So women, we're caretakers. We take a lot on our shoulders. We want to make sure everybody's good. Everybody is getting what they need. And this is at the cost of our own health, right? We uh, often sacrifice our own health for the love and affection and the care of others. Um, so we're caretakers. And because of how biologically we function, we um, react more intensively because we care more. I'm not saying men don't care. I'm just saying the way we are programmed, we are the caretakers. So we do care a lot, a lot, a lot. And that creates a lot of tension and so when we react to stress it's as if we react 10 times higher just put it into a very very common situation where i don't know you're you see a couple with their kids and who's going to be making sure that everything is packed properly before going to the zoo or whatever that the the you know, the slides, water slides or whatever, you know, and, you know, we make sure everything is packed. We know everything where everything is packed. Uh, we make sure also we have double in case we lose something or we use more of something. So those are extra steps that we, um, we kind of take on our shoulders, but that's not coming without any, any stress, you know, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of, of thinking. It's a lot of, of work. Um, and this is just because we take care of others and that just adds a lot of pressure on our shoulders. And so it adds a lot of anxiety. So in the society where we are now, this simple situation on top of leading careers as women and also being um, uh, providers for the family. Uh, and then, you know, it just adds layers of taking care of others that biologically we're not meant to do. I'm not, okay, and here, I'm not saying women are not meant to work. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the society where we live, we just decide to be a woman who work, a mother, a friend, a daughter, <laughs> a, um, a wife. And we just add these layers, whereas biologically, we were just supposed to stay at home and take care of the kids in the household. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's that I do know exactly where you're going with this. Because okay. if you look at let's say like an animal in the wild, right? Okay, I've been watching Shark Weeks. So they talk about sharks. Um you realize that the you know the mother is the one that teaches the young shark how to hunt. 
and right. is the usually the one that teach a young shark when they're struggling how to swim, not usually the father, right? So biologically speaking, just about every animal you can think of, just by uh, how we operate naturally, the female tends to be the one to be the caretaker. Now that becomes an issue when you're doing that and you're working outside of home and you have three, four kids. Right. Um, even if you have one kid, one kid can be can be enough as a handful, as you know, right? And then so, you become a single mom, you know, on top of that, we become single mom, you know? Exactly. So that's not to understand why the, the, as a female, your brain is wired differently. Something else that I've never experienced is a period. And if I do experience one, that's one of the, probably the fastest I'm going to run to the doctor. But, you know, that you, that's something you can't have an emergency with. You know, on you know, if you're if you're driving on a highway and you have your period and you don't have any and you don't have any um pads or anything, that's 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 an issue, right? Absolutely. So, you know, women tend to gear to say, Okay, let me make sure I have double of this because you never know what's gonna happen versus a lot of times as men we're more of okay, if it happens, it happens, I'll worry about it, I'll deal with it later. But we have or it's easier I know, for us I know to have to have this. Or I know she's got this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> no, that's all I have to say there. And actually, let's go a little bit further into hormone health and talk about the vaginal flora and the hormone health. Tell us some of those connections. So, you know, um, we kind of disconnect both, but they're all interrelated. And so when we go through hormonal imbalances necessarily, it does also disturb the chemistry in our body the pH. Um, and when we change, so the pH basically is the acid and the um, alkaline balance. And so if we, for those who don't know, I just want to make sure. And so when we have disturbances in terms of that pH, different bacteria start dying and different bacteria start living in the different parts of our body. So we do have the flora in our digestive system, but we do have the, another flora that's pretty similar to the vagina. And so this is why women, another issue that we have to deal with and can be very stressful is, you know, if we're using certain products, if we're uh, not super highly compatible with our new sex partner, if, um, you know, we're not buying the, the right panties, or for some reason, we have hormonal disturbances, basically what's going to happen is we're going to encourage the growth of the wrong kind of bacteria, and we're going to kill the good bacteria. And so this equilibrium is easily, easily disturbed by so many different factors. And so this is why, yes, concretely speaking, the type of products and the type of um, products, uh, beauty products and hygiene products that we're using can make a difference. But also internally speaking, if we don't take the time to reduce our stress and we don't take the time to look at what am I feeding my body with, it can impact my biochemistry and end up encouraging the wrong type of bacteria to grow, which, you know, we know the, the am, it's not very fun. So this is how our hormones are related to our, our vaginal flora. Wow. And that's impactful because, again, that's something else that I can't speak to. I have absolutely <laughs> no experience in and don't think it's going to happen that I will. But um, 
but yeah, but you you're, you're, you definitely are right though. We need to start to realize that every time there's an issue or most time there's an issue, it's usually a hormonal, it's a, it's a hormonal throw off, right? And it's related to so many things. The health of your child, for example, that you may have, the, um, your, your energy levels, your ability to combat stress, your ability to deal with situations. It, it, it's, it's so many things that your, the health of your gut, your um, inflammation, oxidative stress, the rate at which you age is also based on your hormonal health, which is also tied into your gut health. 100%. So yeah. we all need to connect all those. We need to put all those together to get the complete profile. And that's why it's important to work with a, in this case, I'm going to say a health strategist, right? Yeah. So they, so they can teach you these things because there's a lot that we don't know. We go to the doctor, which of course, I'm not against Western medicine at all. Anybody who's listened to my story knows my asthma issue. Long story short, Claudine, I never told you. I started fixing my, um, I had really bad allergies, really bad asthma, and it wasn't the activity induced. My gut was unhealthy. My body was responding by creating mucus. And that's what made it hard for me to breathe whenever the palm count was high. And um, it's been over two years now, haven't renewed my medicine. I don't even get allergies anymore. It's allergy season. I don't know the difference. The pollen count would be a hundred for all I care because I fixed my gut. Um, and hormones were tied into that as well because I had to also improve my sleep quality, which is related to gut inflammation, related to oxidative stress. So even though I was working out all my life, I was never really healthy. And I tell people, if you get allergies, you're not 100% healthy. It's just as simple. It's normal to go get some claritin and think, oh, it's just allergy season. No, you're not, you're not supposed to be allergic to the world. And if right. you're allergic to the world like that, there's something wrong with your body. And Absolutely. It needs to I love it. Yeah. And that's perfect, too, because on you, and you corrected me about this, because on your um, Instagram, you have a, um, it's a profile that says, uh, tell, us, tell us about your, discover your hormonal profile. Yeah. So tie that into what you were talking about earlier. Okay. So to help my clients and to help them understand how I can help them and what is the work that needs to be done and how they can create powerful habits to support their hormonal system. I decided to create hormonal profiles. So basically working with women for almost 15 years, I can see patterns. I mean, I, you know, we are all human and we do fall into different profiles. It doesn't mean that because you have one profile, you don't have the other type of hormonal profile, but basically it was just to give a direction to women as to where they should focus their attention and their time in terms of their health. So I've developed three profiles. Um, do you want me to go a little bit in, into the details or? Go right ahead. So I, um, I have noticed that there are three different profiles that do support weight loss resistance in women. And the first one is a dominance in estrogen. So the dominant profile is really addressing how estrogen manifests itself when it's in excess in your body. The second profile is the resistant and refers to the insulin resistance, also contributing to weight loss resistance in women. And so uh, insulin resistant is everything related to your blood sugar, uh, weight, excess weight, and also your cravings. Your cravings are a manifestation of your hormonal disturbances. 
And the third profile is the overworked, which was my profile a few years ago. And I'm highly prevalent to go back into that profile every day. So I have to be very, very conscious of what I'm doing. Um, but the overworked is basically that woman that gives her all, sacrifices her health no matter what for the best of others and who just, um, yeah, don't eat regularly enough, let stress get the best, get the best out of her. And um, she just needs more space and she needs to prioritize herself in order to bring down those stress um, hormones level and to connect back with the woman she is. And so those are my three profiles. And if you do the quiz, if you go on my link in my, in my Instagram profile, you can have specific do's um, according to your profile and like I said you might have characteristics of different profiles but you always have a big dominant one that you should focus on first um, and yeah it gives you a few tools a few hints if something is wrong oh that I love that the, the, the three that's awesome you are right and everybody's gonna have a little bit of each and a lot of them are gonna be tied in together um, now I want to do touch on a couple and I want to look at this on an overall, a broad, broad scope as far as, you know, re regards to the gender you fall under. Mm -hmm. So estrogen, that's a, not, that's a problem with the weightlifting community with men. And because a lot of times we, you know, we want to get big, we get in the gym, we want to, we want to get swole, right? We want to, you know, walk around and look like Johnny Bravo because for some reason men don't like training legs, but you know, we want to look nice and big, but we don't realize that a lot of times that carries a lot, a lot of body fat. So eat, what we, so we eat a lot to get bigger and we gain the body fat. Now that may work as a bodybuilder if you're on a specific program, but for regular Joe, this is where the issue comes in. The more body fat you have, the more estrogen dominant you tend to be. Right. Creating a hormonal imbalance and can cause, can shorten your lifespan. Right. It can downplay your testosterone, make it harder for you to build muscle as you get older. It can impact the rate with your age and so on and so forth. So for men, I want you to be careful of that because, yes, you, may, you can carry some extra body fat if you want to build muscle, but you don't want to get crazy with it, the 20, 25 percent, something like that. Think, yeah, you look huge, but when you really shred down, you don't have as much muscle as you think. It, it, it's padded, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's and to be aware that their own fat cells produce their own estrogen. <laughs> beware. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, honestly, I maintain, I would say not more than 20 in the wintertime, but I even be less than that. And during the summer, I'm down to about 12%. Anything below okay. that makes me cranky. But around 12% is perfect for me. Um, so I want to touch on that. Insulin, of course, type 2 diabetes is, is huge. And one of the biggest issues, so I don't think I have to talk about that. I have so many shows where we've talked about type 2 diabetes, insulin insensitivity. Um, it's just, it's, it's, oh my God, we can talk about that forever. Oh, we, yep. Not enough days in a, in a whole year. <laughs> exactly. And then overworked. Um, well, that's another thing too we can talk about forever. Yeah. But all those, all three of those by themselves and especially together, is going to create a hormonal imbalance. I don't care if you're a male or a female, that's just how our bodies actually work. A hundred percent, yep, agreed. So with talking about that profile, how do you tie that into, because you talked about you use that to understand where your clients are, but how yeah. do you tie that into your actual practice, your training with your clients? 
So obviously I've, I, I'm more and more niche now with the population I'm working with um, for the last two years. And um, I want, I, my mission is really to serve to my best knowledge and in the best possible way, my ladies, I decide to coach and who choose me as their coach. And so in order to make sure that selection is, is really good and, and the fit is really good as well, I've created the profiles. And so right away, they know if that's a good approach for them. And then um, if they're interested in working with me, I created that. It started off with a 12 weeks program because I was like, oh, three months is good. It's a great start. But then my clients wanted, wanted to know halfway the program, like, what are we doing next? I don't want to stop after 12 weeks. And so I've decided this year, after one year of launching this specific program, I've decided to do a 24 weeks, so a six month coaching program. And um, I am super excited because even for me as a health coach, it makes so much more sense because they were, you know, they were continuing their coaching afterwards anyway. So to be in the same momentum for six months together, it really set a proper rhythm and it's really giving you time to change your mentality and to change um, the way you're doing and properly creating a healthy lifestyle for yourself that's aligned with your needs. So you have the time to see what, how your body responds to change, see how it responds to different strategies as well. And so we're really able to identify and take action on the hormonal disturbances that are taking place. So this is, um, this is why I created that tool is just to make sure like, are you looking for an approach that dives deep into how your body functions and what are the adjustments that we need to do in order to really solidify your hormonal foundation? Uh, so if you don't know where the issue is, you can't fix it. Exactly. So you start. Right. Perfect. So I so want to be able off. to identify so that we know exactly what's going on. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And that makes sense. Because when I walk in, whenever I do an assessment, oftentimes I ask these, that, these questions. I don't have an exact profile set up the way you do, but, um, and I always make sure I have to know certain things. And that's a mistake I didn't, I used to make as a new coach or as a new right. trainer that I don't make now is to understand those basic things instead of throwing to your program and everybody looks the same. And some people get results, some people don't. And I couldn't figure out why. Well, now I know why and everything has adjusted, especially with my focus on gut health and inflammation exactly. um, going forward. Yep. So, yes, I absolutely love that. So then branch off to talk about, because we've talked about stress and that's going to be primarily related to being overworked, right? Yes. So talk, talk about how stress really plays a role in damaging your hormonal health. So stress hormones, they just bring so much inflammation. And a body that is inflamed goes into a survival mode and survival mode brings um, fat storage. So it, you know, it, it brings even more resistance to the weight loss. And so when I work with overworked profiles, I really address everything that nourishes that stress throughout the day. Like you said, cortisol is good. It's naturally being produced by our body, but too much is like not enough. And so we have to bring back these levels to normal. So we look at everything that's highly stressful. I redefine what a healthy lifestyle would be with them. And I really 
um, go back to this term because this is what I do. I create a lifestyle to help them being healthy. And when you're healthy and you take actions that are aligned with how your body works, you become aligned in all the aspects of your life. And this is when the opportunity opportunities come to you. You reach goals that you've never reached before. You can live that life that you've dreamed for yourself for so long. Alignment with who you are stems from an alignment with your health. And when you're into the overworked profile, you're just, you, you need to find back some clarity. You need to bring these stress hormones down so that inflammation is down. When inflammation is down, then you reconnect. Ultimately, you start feeling things physically, you start feeling things emotionally, and you just gain so much clarity. And when you gain clarity, this is when you gain back your health. That's, that's really good. I love that. I, one of my, I think my first interview actually was with uh, Ilana Labarini. And we got into stress a little bit. And she mentioned that one of her habits dealing with stress is journaling. And she realizes when she journals and she thinks about her day or she thinks about the next day, she reacts to things way better. And if she falls off for a week or so, then she starts and she, she, she gets kind of flustered and she's like, oh, I need to go back to what I was doing before. So you're definitely right because the, 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 how we plan, being able to plan and not, do, and not constantly living a life of uncertainty, we don't realize how impactful that is for us. You know, like a lot of people say they want their own business because they can plan things out. They can run it the way they want to run it, which is also myself. That's why I love coaching and running, um, running my company. Yes. But when you're in a situation where you don't know if you're going to get fired today, you know what's happening here, sometimes you create the thought in your mind, even though it's not even true, because you're just worried about everything and you're constantly in a life of uncertainty. You're taking years off your life and you're damaging yourself and you're also making it harder for people to be around you. There's so many things happen when you're constantly in that mindset. So you are definitely right. And then when we talk about causing inflammation and causing oxidative stress, those things are all connected with everything that happens to you and how long you live, how much energy you have, um, how you're able to um, deal with situations, how um, insulin sensitivity is actually connected to excess inflammation. People don't realize that. Type 2 diabetes, not just about carbs, it's also about the health of your gut. And if you have excess inflammation, it can cause more insulin insensitivity, which is type 2 diabetes, and a host of other health issues. My asthma was related to ex inflammation and ex excess oxidative stress. Absolutely. So I want to be very mindful of that. Yeah. And I'm going to challenge you, you know, um, because yes, it's important to be aware and plan, but freedom and a decreased level of stress and anxiety is also associated with resilience. And so when I approach that, yes, it's good to know, it's good to plan, but it's also good to let go and make some space for the unknown. You know, I did, I did, I did the um, seminar with Tony Robbins back in 2014. <laughs> that, that was a while ago, but it completely transformed how I view the need to control in my life. And that has brought, I mean, it's still a work in progress, that has brought so much peace in my life. And I was able to let go 
of the things that I can't control because this is one of the major factor contributing to stress level is wanting to control everything and wanting to know and plan and being too structured and too rigid. My clients, they come to me with overworked schedule. They do not leave any blank spots, any, you know, free time. It's just back to back to back to back. And one of the things that contributes to reaching your health goals is the sense of fulfillment. And so if you feel like you're always running behind, that contributes to that inflammation because you're constantly stressed and never feeling fulfilled. And so for me to make space and delegate and say no more are major key elements in my coaching program for these specific overworked leaders and, and women in general, because they need to start prioritizing themselves by making more space to decrease that mental load that contributes to inflammation. So, and you're, you're definitely right on that. That's something I've been working on over the last few years, to be honest, knowing the kind of person that I am and being that I am a type A and I love to have control because my mindset is if I do it, it's going to be done right. Right. Um, <laughs> but you're right. You're definitely right about that because I have had moments where I'm running basically two, two jobs right now between my company and everything else that I do, plus yeah. my online profile. And I feel like I have to, sometimes I have to keep everything planned out because if I don't, if I just say I'm not going to, I'm going to do it whenever, it's not going to get done. But right. something that's helped me to be as most productive I could be, and which is everything is growing. My online fitness is, business is growing. Instagram profile, my podcast has grown tremendously over the last few months. It's because I've learned to let go of what I can let go of. And I'm and still learning because I'm not an expert at that and control what I can control. Something that um, someone told me years ago that every time I feel like I'm out of control, I always say this, you cannot control the price of gas. No. And she said that to me. I was like, no matter what going on, you're going to buy gas you're, you're, unless you're going to bike everywhere. But you can't control the price. It is what it is. Why are you going to moan and groan about it? If there's nothing you can do about it, focus your energy on what you need to focus your energy on. And she told me that and every time I feel like I'm out of control, that's what I repeat to myself. You cannot control the price of gas. Yeah. And for, for anyone that has that issue, I want you to kind of start remembering and start to say that to yourself. Right. You cannot control the price of gas. That means you focus on what you need to focus on and let go of what you need to let go. And sometimes it's blurry. It's not all, it's sometimes a little blurry. Sometimes I let go a little bit too much and I don't get any work done. I'm like, okay, let me stop and, re and take a look again. But that's, that, that is a very important piece yeah. that we tend to miss. Because as much as we need certainty, we also need pieces of uncertainty. Exactly. And too much of each is going to be bad. Too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Information yeah. is not bad, but too much information is a problem, right? right? Oxidative stress is not bad, but too much oxidative stress is a problem. You know, cortisol is not bad. Melatonin is not bad. Too much of anything is going to create a problem. So it's all about balance. Yep. And sometimes it's not always as easy to find that balance. But when you do find that balance, then you're a lot more relaxed. That's when things happen that wouldn't, that would throw you, throw you off your game when you would say, you know what? That doesn't really bother me. I'll, fig I'll figure out a way to deal with it. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, life is flowing and it's dynamic. So balance, there's no such thing as balance at the end of the day. It's just the aim of working towards that balance 
that brings some really good health levels. Exactly. I, I, I like that. It's true. I like the way you say that because at the end of the day, it's always about how you deal, how you handle the situation, how you put everything together will make um, a huge difference. Uh, for example, how we start our days, we've been talking about stress. I always say the first five, six things that we do in the morning make a huge difference whether you're going to be successful the rest of the day or not. I talked about earlier about my morning routine today was awesome and I feel great no matter what happens the rest of the day. Right. We wake up, and I quickly want to talk about this. We wake up to the alarm, ang, 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 and we're in the middle of stage three sleep because we didn't fall asleep till 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, up watching sharks, right? So <laughs> we, we wake up, we're miserable, want to break the alarm. We never got any real restorative sleep. That's the first stressor. Then mm. you want to say, you know, what time is it? I got to go to the bathroom. If you have kids, you got to deal with that. If you have a husband, you got to, you know, deal with him because he's another child. Might have to make breakfast. If you're driving in Orlando, everybody drives like five, you know, five miles an hour because it's Mickey Mouse land. You can't get anywhere, so you're yelling in traffic. You go to work, you gotta get, you gotta clock in. Or if you, if, even if you work from home, you gotta start at a certain time. You gotta get things going. And you, the first hour, you're so stressed, your hormones are so imbalanced that the rest of your day is screwed. And you're like, I ate a salad. Why did I gain two pounds? Because it's not just about your nutrition. Nutrition is big. But your hormones play such a huge role. Your hormones, they tell what to do with that nutrition, how you're going to absorb it, how you're going to use it, sets the tone. <laughs> exactly. So I would like you to add on, because we're talking about stress and inflammation, right? Yeah. So I want you to add on to that about ways to help to deal with stress and inflammation. Well, the first thing is it all always starts between the two ears. I mean, your perception, your, the way you react to situations in life will set the tone in how you're going to absorb everything, like I just said. And so one of the number one thing I always do with my clients is really assess in what environment, in what situation, and what exactly are they going to eat at mealtimes, when do, like how frequent they eat, and how much they will eat. So all of these factors are taken into consideration when I start strategizing with my clients. And so if you are living with a lot of inflammation, maybe it's time to give your body some rest. So how are we going to give it some rest? Um, maybe, you know, and giving some rest to your body is also eating, not just the gut rest. It could also be activating your metabolism because when you're hungry and you're not listening to that body signal it adds a stress to your body as well so sometimes including more snacks you know some people are grazers and that's fine you know for a certain period of time it helps them eating more eating better being more in touch with their signals hunger versus satisfaction and so it's all about, remember I told you that inflammation and stress bring some disconnection with your body. So the purpose is always to reconnect. And so anything that is noisy, everything that is distracting, you want to take that away, go back to the fundamentals, what your body needs ultimately, and just build your foundation back up. And so I don't know if that answers your question, if you wanted to go more in details, but it's so different and unique to everybody and also being a man and woman here makes a difference 
that does answer my question and it gives a, a really good high um high look high overview so if anyone really wants to understand what claudine can really do we can definitely reach out to her so she can help you to get back on track because you're basically starting with it's a it's with recognition is just knowing that there is an issue and then that like you said that's why you have your profile right and you have the three different profiles and then you work from there to start to make adjustments but someone like claudine who's a health strategist who can help you to build that out so you can get to that next level and like i said she does primarily work at women and she's very niche but men this is important for you to understand the woman that you're with if you feel like and don't ever say this to her but if you <laughs> feel like she is hormonal <laughs> okay working with someone like claudine is something that can definitely help you may just have to rephrase the way you say it. Um, hey, because... i saw this amazing chick on insta check her out <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know and you know what she can teach you some of the things that she's learned that can help you as well because we got to stop acting like we don't have hormones we're killing ourselves literally by acting like we don't have hormones and we don't have neurotransmitters. They're all tied in to so many important things. So that does answer my question and that is awesome. And that leads me to this very last piece because we are, we, I was gonna ask about listening to our bodies, but you have talked about that so much. And you've also talked about how to use it as far as building and getting that next level. So two things I wanna ask at this end, one, what do you want to add that we haven't talked about and I haven't asked? And two, how can my audience get in touch with you? Sure. So one of the things I want, I think it's important to mention is that we started off saying that both men and women have the same hormones. And the major reason why women will react differently to life situations compared to men and vice versa is that men are living on a 24-hour cycle, whereas women are working on a monthly cycle, which is about usually 28 days. And when we start looking into what a cycle, what a feminine cycle is, we realize that us women, which also brings me back to what we were saying about women reacting differently to stress, is that we're not meant to be go, 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 high-performing individual throughout the whole month cycle, monthly cycle. We are meant to have moments that are more creative, moments that are more giving to ourselves, moments that are more relaxing and resting, restorative. But the way the society today is built, it's built on a 24-hour cycle. So a very masculine energy-based cycle, which is very you know, counterproductive for women. And this is why we're having so much difficulty as a worker, as an employee um, to follow and to be at our best because it's not built around how naturally we are functioning, if that makes sense. And so when I'm working with these women, um, obviously if they're entrepreneurs, it's interesting because then we can redefine their whole way of working. As an employee, it's still doable because you can, you know, plan your tasks or your different mandates accordingly. And it's just something to think about, food for thought, because women, we often feel like we're not good enough. We're not doing enough. We're not 
performing as we should, and this is why, because we are working completely on different cycle. And this is something that I talk a lot on my social media. This is something I educate my clients about. And this is also part of how you find alignment as a woman when you start understanding your cycle and your hormones. Perfect. I mean, thank you so much for that because I didn't know that actually. I mean, now in hindsight, you say that it does make perfect sense, but that's not something that I, that I think about, right? Um, and so that's perfect. So my next thing is how can my audience get in touch with you? So right now I am on Instagram for my English audience. So you can find me on Instagram at the health, what is it? The hormone health coach for women, the woman health. I can't remember. I think so. The link will, the link will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to click on it and get to you. All right. So the woman health coach, there you go. <laughs> I had a blank for a moment. Super professional. I am professional people. Um, and also I have my website. So it's um, claudinelarivière.com, but we'll make it easier for you. And we'll just type it off somewhere in the comments or in the description of the, of the podcast. And yeah, so mostly online. I'm exclusively online. I am living in Canada and I also live in the Caribbean. So I travel a lot. I have clients all over the world, which I'm so grateful for. And I've been exclusively online for the past five years about-ish. So yeah, so mostly online, you can find me for sure. Perfect. And uh, her information, Instagram or profile, everything will be available at, uh, yes. on the show notes. I think I'm going to make this one zikahealth.com slash hormones. But of course, the show notes will be in the description of the show. So we'll figure it out when we get there. Um, right. But yeah, but yes, you'll be able to get in touch with her. And of course, get in touch with me. Everybody knows that by now. And I can connect you with her as well. So does everybody mm -hmm. know that? But Claudine, health specialist, you're awesome. You just taught me a bunch of stuff today as well. So every time I learn, that means that it's an awesome show. That's great. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so thank you for being here. We need to do some, some stuff together in the future, like Instagram Live, you know, work on some stuff. Because a lot of things that you mentioned, people just don't know. Right. And it needs to go out there. And we need to get more exposure to these things. So thank yep. you very much. That'd be fun. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.